Welcome back to the SideQuest Podcast. This is going to be part two of Luke and BJ talking about Final Fantasy. Hope you enjoy. I'm glad. So when I when I first played Remake, any time that I could and I found like the little the little music symbol with the question marks, I'm like, you where just the fuck run is it? around in the ten like, foot where? circle, finding where? where the fuck is it? In every shop I went to, when I saw it's immediate buy, any of the potion stands, I'm like buy it, buy it, every one of them. I'm like I have to get them all. Yep. Um, I love that the one they give you is Tifa's theme. Like damn right it is. You damn Skippy. By the way, uh, first first shot since we've played Yakuza, we know the deal. That dart mini game. I aced that shit immediately. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I know Yakuza level. I know this shit. I didn't, but after I played it and saw there was a leaderboard, I was like, I need to get, you know, the top. I got top score. first try just because it's it's the exact same controls as Judgments. Yep. And so I'm just like, I've got this shit on lock. And literally just first three times, bullseye, bullseye, bullseye. I'm like, I fucking nail this shit. Yep. And I'm I'm like beating it. I beat everyone's high score. I think Biggs is the number one, and I beat his shit. And I'm like, it's uh, either Biggs or Wedge. I think it's Tif- Wedge. I Tifa think. is third. I know that. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw it. And I'm like, fuck you. No one, no one there to gloat to. But I'm like, it's mine now. I've yeah. got it. And so I nailed that. But then that. afterwards, you know, Wedge will be like, oh man, you beat my high score. Here's a here's an item or whatever. It was great. I love I love the small things. Also, I want to talk about. So we can we're gonna get into the meta bullshit and like all the theory crafting. I want to expand upon what they did that was just seven. Jesse. Like, yeah. obviously, Biggs and Wedge especially, but, like, Jesse got and a the fact huge that spotlight. Wedge is voiced by the fucking guy from Breaking Bad, Badger. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And they, they really make you care about all three of them, mm-hmm. like, immensely. Well, like, the, it, the last scene in the game is, like, uh, Biggs is still alive. That's huge for me. Yeah, well, it's fucking amazing. Also, by the way... Another Teen Wolf actor, Gideon Emery. Granted, he's done a lot of, uh, of voice work in video games and anime and stuff, but he played one of the best villains, Deucalion. In in there's the fact that there's two there's the fact there's this many this much crossover with a stupid teen show is annoying nickels, to me, <laughs> which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. This <laughs> happened three times, but also. Again, we have a bit more of a love for Jesse just due to the fact that it's Erica Lindbeck. Yeah, going but, in, I was like, if there's a choice, you know, obviously first playthroughs Tifa, but after that, Jesse, Jesse, all the way. But I love, and again, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's gonna, you know, take away from her story if they have her alive in the next game or whatever. Her dying hit me, especially because it hit me that she dies thinking it's all her fault for the the reactor bombings and when all it stuff never, there. it never, it never was. never was. And every time that hit me. And seeing it again in this in this playthrough was an, was just I was it wrecked me. Yeah, it it hit really hard. And then everybody that hates how Cloud is, you can clearly hear that he's like upset in his voice, but he still has to like keep restraint just to not go overboard. And I, I oh, feel I like went overboard. Any Shinra soldier I saw for that immediate like I'm every ability I can is being used. <clears throat> I'm fucking wrecking shit. Oh, yeah. When I got up to the top of the tower and had to fight Reno and Rude, I was like, yo, I love Reno. Gloves off for this shit. Barrett's up there, like, fighting for his fucking life. He's the last man standing. And then Cloud and Tifa show up, and they find out that they're going to drop that shit. It was no holds bar. I was going all in. I would save up ATB for Infinity's End. And I didn't even focus on Rude too much. It was just Reno that was pissing me off. Because Rude's the silent type. Reno's the one who, when he sees Cloud, all of a sudden, he's all ready to drop that plate. Yeah. Because he so aggressively hates Cloud that he's like, fuck it. I'll burn the whole city down if it means I can beat him. So, yeah, I had to spank his ass and put him in place. But also, and we'll get to it more when we talk about a little bit about Intergrade, but the fact that we got a little bit of in, a little bit of hints at Deep Ground in that yeah. little bit where it's like, we're underneath Shinra, what the fuck is going on? And then you see these experiments. They, they, they look into the wall and see, see the tubes. And they're like, what is this? And the whispers go, ah, 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 that sequel shit. Stop looking here. When I played that, I had no fucking idea what was going on. And then, you that, know, you get that. That was the one time I audibly groaned and went, oh, please don't do dirge. Yeah. I, I was like, like, I'll take every bit of Advent and Crisis. Do not give me dirge sit. So you can imagine my shock when I saw Weiss and Nero. Let's talk about fucking- that for a second. <clears throat> I've recently watched, because I do not want to play it, 
I watched all the story cutscenes for Dirge of Cerberus, and oh my god, <laughs> it is the worst thing I've ever seen. And people that hate Final Fantasy X-2 have no fucking idea what a bad sequel is. Look, X-2 has a place. It's cheesy. It ha granted has a great combat system. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it it's cheesy. But it knows what it is, mostly because that fucking bomb ass opening. I'm gonna be honest. I think it's called True Emotions. That intro song slaps. It's the best intro to a Final Fantasy. It's fucking amazing. Dirge is the worst. Aggressively the worst sequel, worst side game. It is it is undeniably like so fucking bad. The story's dumb. Devoid of any worth, <laughs> I would say. Look, the fact that the point of the story is Vincent's hot ass girlfriend cucked him over for Hojo for some makes no goddamn sense. For Ultima and, or Chaos, whatever the fuck Vincent is. And for the, the plot to be these guys are the most powerful guys in the universe, but you've never seen him or heard of them before. <laughs> Makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. And then they go, here's Weiss, who is Hojo's OC, basically, where he implants his brain because he's technically a clone. I, I, I've seen all of it. I, I still have no idea what the fuck that even is. I again, How does it work? My, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> my thing with that is someone just goes, Hojo pretty much somehow fucked up his genes but he had the perfect cells when he was a kid and that was just what he should have looked like but he fucked it up somewhere and Weiss is the result of that Weiss is what Hojo wants to look like yeah it's his Sephiroth fan art that he created a real doll out of and put his soul in I guess pretty much and then Nero's over here eating bodies and shit yeah Nero, Nero is aggressively edgy when he doesn't need to be Nero felt like a Kingdom Hearts fan character to yes me. <laughs> Just from too much darkness, all the like, oh, I'm such a like, and I think that's why he's the perfect final boss for Integrate, honestly, because putting him with Sonon and Yuffie, they're like, shut up, pussy. <laughs> well, also, just like this gives uh, Yuffie a, a like a thing to fight for now in the next game, where it's like, yeah, she's got Wu Tai to fight for, but now she's gonna want to fucking kill Nero and. She is a big part of um, Dirge. Dirge. It's her. So, and, it's her and Vincent are like the two protagonists of the game. So when they get there, that'll actually make sense. Yeah. And um, I was really glad that they actually like, you know, I playing through it. I had not seen the Dirge stuff yet, so I was like, I don't know who the fuck these guys are. And then um, watching the Dirge cutscenes, I was like, so you're you're telling me that these guys never showed up anywhere before. You know, just showed up one day, and they're the most badass motherfuckers on the earth. And they don't want to fight Cloud. They, they, <laughs> they want to go fight for Vincent. They want to go for the missable character. <laughs> That's what gets to me about that game is it's it's aggressively like why every decision that that game makes, everything that that game does. Your question is, but why? Whichever fan fiction writer wrote Dirge of Cerberus is eating good. Yo, fun fact by the way. Uh, Christopher Koji Fox, who is like the guy for uh, the the localization for Final Fantasy XIV, he's localization lead for sixteen. This man is the reason Final Fantasy XIV is the way it is in terms of like English. That was his first game he worked on on Square, was Dirge. And I look at that and go, man, you really got to start somewhere, huh? Yeah. Which I looked into it. It's a, it's localization is not bad. But, but it's not good. <laughs> it doesn't matter if the localization is good or not. When the base script is terrible. Yeah. The concept is flawed. <laughs> like, the idea of Vincent being like chaos or some shit is kind of cool. But, like... I, I mean, I do like that. And I want to see Jack Garland fight Vincent now. Look, once you beat Stranger Paradise, you're going to see Jack Garland go through every... Because I know world. there's a level in that game that's just like a Mako reactor. Mm -hmm. So each each level is based on some of the one of the mainline titles. Yeah, that's dope. They're all basically yes. Yeah, I so want to see that. You'll, it's it's the, each one's called Dimension Whatever. So you'll get to Dimension Seven, and it's like this is the Maka Reactor very aggressively. I'll be able to play it in two days. Thirteen it's coming out on Steam. Thirteen's yeah, uh, mission is like pretty early because it's like a it's like the most sci-fi. Get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, dude, fucking. Uh, Fucking dirge, man. 
yeah, fuck Dirge of Cerberus. Um, but now, like, I think they could do something with that plot with Remake. Well, and that's why I like Remake and what it's doing is it's trying to give a lot of love to the compilation. Even if you like Dirge of Cerberus, God save you. They're going to give you something. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Stop Get it. Get some help. I mean, hey, to be fair, we got some of the coolest boss fights out of Weiss with it. Weiss's boss fight, super hard, but, like, honestly, fun. You couldn't beat Donald Duck, though. No. Zeta Flare Dog? Mm-mm. Which I feel like we have to bring out. <laughs> the fact that nobody in Final Fantasy can step to Donald Duck. Because that man knows the best fucking fire spell. The most powerful form of Bahamut in the multiverse is still like 10 steps behind Donald goddamn Fauntleroy Duck. Oh, fun fact. You're not going to know this unless you really read everything in Stranger Paradise. When you get to the Bahamut DLC, that Bahamut is the one from 15. The one that... You yes. know, swoops down and looks at you a little bit. No, side so eye. the the dawn of the future stuff, where the, he's the final boss. Oh, he, the yeah. one from the the thing they didn't put out. Yes. Oh shit. Because well, it's the same Bahamut from the base game, but it's the Bahamut that was like ready to destroy the world because he thinks humans are inferior. He mentions that he is from a point where he got defeated and humbled. And, like, is now traveling through the multiverse. <laughs> Trying and to find no, Donald Duck. No, and... <laughs> Bro, give me a Bahamut super boss in fucking Kingdom Hearts 4. I want to see Donald... Bro, that's going to be weird. Do you think Donald and Goofy will be in Quadratum? I don't know. Because that... I feel like aggressively think, they're not going to have them there. I think best case scenario for 4, they're going to bring back Dream Eaters. Because for... Sora is very clearly alone, and then the only one that we know of that's gone through the portal to the realm of fiction is fucking Riku. So, I think Dream Eaters is going to be the move again, which I'm all for. Yeah, I love Dream Eaters. I I love leveling them up. The the different forms that you get from them, matching them up and getting the best power set up. Love that shit. But, um, that's another thing I wanted to bring up. With the, the realm of fiction and everything, in Kingdom Hearts 2... After you fight Sephiroth and watch the cutscene where you beat him on YouTube, uh, (laughs) Cloud and Sephiroth fight, and then they just fucking disappear. And Tifa comes in, and they're like, what the fuck happened, Tifa? And she's like, they went back to their world. So I think Remake is going to be very heavily tied in to Kingdom Hearts 4. I... They're not gonna tie Kingdom Hearts to it, but like, but they're gonna. The, I the mean, Cloud and Sephiroth from Remake will show up in four. But think about it this way: like, you've done all the Disney movie worlds. That's the real world, apparently. Now they're doing Star Wars. We know because we've seen the Adat foot. Bro, that Adat uh, foot had me hype. If if the more realistic worlds are the world of fiction ones, Remake fits in there pretty well. And if they're if they're like trying to Can cut ties with Disney, the fucking bombing run, but Sora jumps off the train. <laughs> you guys want to be friends? <laughs> <laughs> Kill that child! <laughs> Kill that brown-haired spiky boy! I think best case he looks scenario, like the he, he looks like the guy who ran through here five minutes ago. Best case scenario, uh, Sora drops out of the sky into Sector Seven and has to like save Marlene from something. I think that's the the one character that he would vibe with. <laughs> I, I let's be real here. Sora would get Sora would like us fall immediately for Tifa's charms. Yeah, he'd be he'll, like he'll be like we've Ky- met before. Well, he, no, he goes Kyrie who? <laughs> what was the thing you sent me of him was, and him and Mithra or Pyra? It was Pyra. It was uh, right after he got announced for Smash. It was like a Snapchat picture of Sora holding up his phone with his arm around Myth- or Pyra's waist. And he was like, hey, Kyrie, this is Pyra. I talked to her initially because she reminded me of you. We're really good friends over here at Smash. And she's blushing and like Pyra's a mother- like got her hand on his chest. And it's like, oh, this oblivious motherfucker. I, I, love, I, I love that that one was canon because of Rex, that Pyra is just like, I love the dumb ones. <laughs> and there's a lot... There's a lot you can do with that, too, because Sora has those bright-ass blue eyes. People are automatically going to think, oh, he's a soldier. Yeah. There'll be a lot, but... 
But yeah, on back to, to Integrade, because so we didn't talk much about that. Integrade, I think as a whole, I love Yuffie's story. I love, I actually, Sonon became my favorite of the new characters. Sonon's awesome. Very quickly. And uh, I he, love that he fights with a staff. That's a little, awesome. A little bit of what Sid might look like, yeah, which I, I'm excited I for. I think that's what this whole thing was about. They were like, we need Yuffie first in the party. Let's go ahead and develop her moveset now, and then we can start work on Sid. So I think that's where that came yeah, from. I'm just, man, Vincent, though. I also love the fucking Moogle hood. Yeah, of course. That's, it's great. That would be, I, I want to see a cosplay of that. Cause it's so I hope we see cute. that on uh, an MTAC. <clears throat> I've seen some some crazy cosplays that you would not expect at MTAC, so there's a very good possibility. But um, yeah, integrate integrate felt like what remake, what the what they wanted remake to be, but not like short for time. Because for those who don't know, remake originally was being made by CyberConnect Two, and it for whatever reason, Nomura and Katase and Nojima were like, we don't like what's being made, so they just fired them. And then started work in-house, and the game we got was from that. Integrate, like, Yuffie's specific DLC feels like a more polished and, and like, tested version of 7 Remake. The way Yuffie plays, the way Traversal is done, so it's not just hallways, there's more shit you can do. Um, Yuffie has more air game. Yeah. Like, that alone was like, alright, sick. The elemental ninjutsus really did a lot for me. Yep. Because then I was like, okay, well now, if she has that, then I don't have to waste slots on magic materia. I can it's do a lot more all... of these physical skills. Yeah. So, I love how she played. Son- like, Sonon's team-up attacks got me excited because of what we might see in the future. Um, just everything, everything Integrate does, they do correct. Yeah. And it's making me hype for Rebirth. I also, like, just from a... A story perspective, it made me so goddamn sad seeing, you know, Wedge and <laughs> Biggs and Jesse just sitting around while everybody else is on the second bombing mission. And, you know, bro, that scene where Tifa and Barrett come back and Biggs is like, where's Cloud? And, and Barrett's like, he'll he'll be, we, we lost him. And he's like, you fucking what? And then we see the thing of like, hey, Don Corneo is looking for you guys. All this stuff. And Tifa going, I'm going to take care of this. Yeah, it, it ties a knot on that really well. I love well. that. And um, I, I'm sure we're going to get more of that in the future. Also, one thing we haven't talked about, the fact that we get Avalanche that's not Barrett's like, splinter cell. Yeah, which is pretty fucking rare. The, so this is going to tie heavy into the Before Crisis shit. But Before Crisis is the story of the Turks, but it really dives into Shinra as a whole. Or not Shinra, um, sorry, Avalanche as a whole. Yep, you get the founding of Avalanche. Avalanche, and you also find out who founded Avalanche, which is the big thing. Yeah. And then you, because that's, and I think they're going to fully make that a thing in Remake, where they say, this is how this happened. absolutely. And then it's going to be a whole thing. I, by the way, little side note, something Maximilian Dude said on one of the podcasts where they're like, yo, I hope Fort Condor makes a point, like brings back into the next game. And I hope they make it where if you go all through Fort Condor, you like level up, get to the highest thing, and you meet Rufus again. And he's like, "Cloud, I will defeat you." And then he goes, "Are you, are you Strife Boy, forty two on Fort Condor?" And Cloud's like, "Yeah." It's like, I'm the number one ranked player in the world, and you've been. You think you can beat me? And all of a sudden, Cloud gets like really heated. Like, yeah, I can fight. And like Tifa and the rest, are like, um, Cloud, what are you? And it's like, all of a sudden, a fucking like, get my like, miniatures. <laughs> No, like a full like esports arena pops up and like the crowds go out. And it's Cloud versus Rufus in Fort Condor. I don't know why that makes me die of like, dude. You that's go to- what starts Rufus's regeneration as he loses his spot in the leaderboard. <laughs> no, that um, <laughs> that you go to Golden Saucer and there's like a fucking esports league for Golden for uh, Fort Condor. <laughs> I love Fort Condor, dude. It was so fun. It's it's the only like side game. Like fuck Gwent. I don't want to play Gwent. I want to play Fort Condor. If every game decided to make that good of a side game, I would do it every single time. Fort Condor is what Yakuza's like Majima missions and like the the fucking clan creator shit wishes they could be. Yeah, honestly. I uh I'd never played it before this. Like I said, second playthrough was the first time for Integrade, and I wasn't really expecting much of anything. And then, you know, 
it really made me attached to Yuffie. She she grows up a lot in that like couple hours. Um, I I liked seeing more of the Shinra stuff like internally. Scarlet being like a major player in this was really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot because you don't really see that much of her in the game. She's always like, "We're gonna get you, Avalanche," and then she doesn't do shit for the whole thing. She's she like in in remake, she's very much eye candy of just like ooh. Yeah, big she, old titties. Big titties, dummy energy, and then she leaves the screen. But in in Integrate, it's not just the big titty dummy energy. She's fucking evil. In a Gundam. <laughs> she's Bro, gonna kill you. She is evil. <laughs> like, aggressively, you're like, yeah, Hojo's a piece of shit. But like, Scarlet just kind of seems like she's here to, like, rise the corporate ladder or whatever. Integrate Scarlet is... I'm yeah, gonna- a, a fucking 14-year-old goes into your basement and is like, I'm here to get a materia. And she's like, go get the guy that eats souls. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like, damn, Scarlet is aggressively not a good part. Like, there's no redeeming quality of her now. Yeah. Like, beforehand, there wasn't much, but like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I know that this guy comes back up later and kind of redeems himself, but the city planning guy, I hope that he's in the next one quite a lot. I, lo- I love, I love him. Shinra middle manager, like, dude as well. Like, all the side characters. By the way, we, we, we skimmed over a lot of remix plot points just to talk to Integrate, but I love, like, when you're in the Shinra building, right? Mm-hmm. Getting out in the elevator and hearing everyone talk. Yeah, about, hey, mom, are you okay? Yeah. That that really hits. The fact that, like... it fleshes out the world immensely. It makes it to where Shinra as a company is not necessarily evil. It's the fucking dickheads at the top. Yep. And you're like, especially after Integrate where you see Scarlet... I am all in on every one of these bitches except Reeve yep. are era- the worst of the worst people. Reeve is like aggressively just like trying to be the he, nicest. He's, he's the one that I, I'm talking about because I think he shows up in Dirge, doesn't he? Reeve? Yeah. Uh, There's like a slight plot point in 7. He shows up in Dirge because... Fuck it. Uh, He's Kate Sith. Kate Sith is, uh, yeah, so, sorry, but, like, the Kate Sith is, like, the VR thing that he he controls from the from Shinra to help your party, that, and then you find out he's, it's that's who he is. So, like, that yeah. blew my fucking yeah. mind just now. Do you remember the That moment- makes so much fucking sense. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember uh, the, that, the most out-of-place cutscene? <laughs> I could never have put that together, and now it's, like, that makes so much fucking sense why they'd put that in there. Holy shit. Yeah, like that that moment where you're like, who the fuck is this cat bitch? And why is there a Sonic <laughs> character? <laughs> and why is he distraught over 9-11? He distraughts over the 9-11 of, of 07. Holy and shit. And you go, yeah, because it's Reeve who who tried to get this, this bioweapon thing to work so he could go save the day, and he's late. Wow. Yeah. I also thought it was pretty funny how Kate Sith and Yuffie, like, were, they see it from the same exact angle. So it's almost like they drop to their knees and they're crying like two feet away from each other. <laughs> like, they're on different sections of the place. <laughs> I love though that we got that Yuffie got to see it. Yeah, I think that's what gets me is that now Yuffie has more to like to her when we see her in Rebirth. Is that it's not just going to be I'm going to steal your shit. It's like I need to build a resistance. Well, yeah, her. Well, it, not even that. Like maybe she steals the, the party's stuff because it's like I have to get here. I need any money. I need any power. Like, I cannot. I mean, it could be she sees Cloud and she's like, that's a fucking soldier. soldier. Yeah. I'm going to rip his ass off for what he did. Yeah, I can. I, honestly, I didn't think about that. That could be her reasoning. Is like, fucking soldier. Shinra. And like, Tifa and Aerith are the ones who are going like, hold on. Barrett's over here going, hey, she got you, soldier boy. <laughs> like, soldier boy, tell him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene too. Where it's like, so, so what age you at? Or I was like, what number? First, what the fuck? First, we're not twenty something. He doesn't go up to twenties. Bitch, I'm talking about your age, not your damn rank. <laughs> He's like, for all I know, you could have been birthed in a vat. So maybe you are a one year old, huh? And I'm like, damn, I love Barrett so much. Barrett's amazing. Can't and- wait to see him and Tifa. Not Tifa, but Aerith. Not fuck the other girl. <laughs> Yuffie. Yuffie. I love I Barrett. I'm I'm excited. Also, by the way, so who, what, um, which of the scenes did you get in Aerith's Garden? Aerith, Tifa, or Barrett? Tifa every goddamn time. Of course, of course. <laughs> I don't every even try time. for the others. <laughs> the, I love the most aggressive one, which is who do you help up first? And I'm like immediately Tifa. Yeah, I'm gonna help Tifa off the ground immediately. 
And like every time Tifa's in my party more than Aerith is, because I'm just like, I need, I'm playing with Tifa, like everything. Tifa always. But um, I cannot wait for the Golden Saucer date because I will 100%. It's like Tifa first. Second playthrough, Barrett. Barrett for 100%. Sure. What kind of dress do you think I'd look good in, Mert? Well, they're, they're in, in, the, in the Golden Saucer. I need to show you. There's a funny comic where they're like, it's Aerith, uh, Yuffie, and Tifa arguing on who Cloud's going to take. And then it show, it starts playing The Boys Are Back in Town with, with Red 13, <laughs> Red Barrett, 13 and Barrett, Cloud. And Cloud. <laughs> they've, they've got like hats on that says Golden Saucer. They're just like, whoa. They're wearing hats that say, uh, no, Fish it, Fear Me. <laughs> the fucking... All the, the fucking, like, uh, what is it? The the Super Mega music video of the fucking fishing shit. Uh, oh, you're having another manic episode? <laughs> That's too bad, bitch. I got fish to catch. <laughs> I'm, okay, so, is there anything else we really need to talk about remake? I, I feel like we've... I mean, we're we're going to get to, like, the, 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 the theory shit. We love this game. If you haven't played it, please... Please do. I I will say this. I do I do think if you have an, a baseline knowledge of anything FF7, it will help immensely. But I think the way that Square wants you to get into the series, which is remake Crisis Core, and then the rest of them, and then maybe they'll remake Dirge. <laughs> yeah, I would say honestly, I would recommend starting with remake, and then from there, maybe you'll want to play fucking crisis core which is more accessible than it's ever been now it feels better now it's fluid like i didn't realize this looks and sounds incredible i didn't realize this until i actually like booted up the psp version it's not a fluid action game because you have to press a button wait for zach to hit then press it again it's not an action game where you can kind of spam it a bit you have to wait for that shit to end there's no attack canceling to dodge nope so yeah, I, I would play the the updated version. You can get it on your Switch. Everybody has a fucking Switch. It it is the most accessible FF7 game. So yeah, definitely you can play that. Absolutely. Remake is on PC. It's on PlayStation. If you have a four or five, um, Integrate is exclusive to the newer gen stuff. So you will have to yeah, but worry about that. Most but, of the time, if you buy on the new gen stuff, you're gonna get Integrate included. So that's that's, a, that's, that's your only nice option on PC, and then on watch PS5. the dirt cutscenes on YouTube just to agree with us on how shitty they are. I remember the game, like the gameplay, not being the worst because it's, it's a PS2 like action game. Yeah, but like it wasn't good enough to warrant those cutscenes. Anytime I saw a cutscene, I'm like, why am I playing this? Yeah, I beat it. I want you to know, I beat that game, and I finished it, and I went, man, I could have played anything else, but this. I think best case scenario, they should remake Dirge, but make it but good. Remake, remake it, not uh, reunion, remake it, and get Platinum in to do the combat. Yes, holy fuck! They already have a good relationship with them with all the near stuff, so you know I think they'd be stoked. Kamiya would see Vincent and be like, "Yes," so you know that's a good idea. I'm excited. I'm excited for how. And Vincent- then watch. I'd say watch Advent Children at the end of all that. Yeah, Advent, like, best case scenario, I mean, if you really want to, like, I need to know everything before I start remake, 7 is available everywhere. It's on your fucking phone. Yeah. Like, um, you can you can play 7 anywhere. I'd highly recommend, if you're if you're not into playing RPGs on the TV, get that Switch version, because it does have the fast-forward Speed-up version, and then if you just want to grind, you can hit auto limits, so it'll give you limit breaks as your basic attacks, so you could just spam through random encounters like like butter yeah and then yeah the speed up works it's so much so so worth it but yeah seven itself is really good and i think it's a phenomenal game uh but really remake is i've seen people who have never played seven who played remake first and they love it so i think it is very accessible the ending which we'll talk about in a second we're gonna go full full like theory crafting and spoilery and shit there but we need we we got to talk about the ending of Integrate too. We're, we're going to talk about both. Don't get me wrong, but really play remake. And I'll say this before we full spoiler everything because we've been very like sh- kind of like mix and match, like pick what we yeah, want to talk about. We've whatever. done a bit. The biggest spoilers were for Dirge, but please don't play Dirge. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you can't unless you want to dig out a PS2. It's not worth it. No, please save yourself the time. <laughs> Honestly, I regret buying that in McKay's. I'll put that. I've not regretted a McKay's purchase. That's the one. Yeah. But anyway, uh, 
I will say this, full spoilers. We're not gonna like we've we've kind of held back here and there. I might have said one or two things. I mean we've said some smaller stuff with but the dresses and whatnot. Full spoilers for remake, for seven, for Crisis Score, everything. I mean we technically spoiled the end of Crisis Score, but fuck it. Um yeah. full spoilers. Well we might put something at the beginning of this to tell you, just full spoilers ahead. So remake, the biggest thing with remake is that they the the dev team said they wanted to remake the game, but they didn't just wanna just one to one it, right? So that was kind of the point of doing what they're doing now, which is their which I think is a, a good idea. Because you have you have your remakes like Resident Evil, where two to a lesser extent three, but four especially. Everybody who says they played four is it's a perfect remake. Yeah. Because it is it modernizes it and it's still the same game though. Same story, same shit, but it makes that was it on my list. Yeah. That is that I, I when I finish God of War, I'm probably gonna just fucking go in. Unless I can get those Dragon Age games to work, then fuck everything else. Yep. Um but remake Final Fantasy VII is we're gonna do it in three parts, and we're gonna make part one just the Midgar section. So you have to make what is essentially like five hours of content into a forty-hour game. Yeah, and and forty hours is pretty much the perfect time to beat it. Not complete. I was but. gonna say forty hours is your story. Yeah, going then to the extra shit like your VR missions, getting all the summons, doing all the side quests. That's probably going to take you 80. Like, it's a long game. Like, it's a, it's an RPG. And, um... It's... I think... I mean... Oh, boy. Uh, at the end... <laughs> the fucking bar cart was like, oh. Um, at the end... This is when it gets aggressive. So the whole game, there's these things called the Whispers. And they appear in certain areas, pretty much where the plot of the original 7 diverges somewhat. And they come in to make sure things go back the way they were. At the end, it gets so aggressively off track to where Barrett dies. They fuck. I was shocked and in tears when that happened. Barrett gets stabbed by Sephiroth, which is something I never thought I'd see in my life. And the whispers go ham to go fucking get him back. And then Sephiroth goes, bitch, I want you to fight Genova. And then you fight Genova Dreamweaver, which, by the way, when, when, uh, when Phase 3 hit... And the Genova theme hit. I was losing my shit. Yep. Cause God dang it, what a remix. But um, that boss fight was great. And then Barrett's alive. You're like, what the fuck's going on? Then you go to fight Rufus, which is a fucking great boss fight. Yeah. Killed that motherfucker's dog. Yeah, of course. You kill the dog and beat the shit out of him. I um, took my dog. <laughs> Honestly, with his guns, I'm scared he's going to John Wick us in the next game. He's like, that fucking hound was my friend. And you're like. Look, dog. Oh, Jamal, don't pull out the nine. <laughs> he pulls out more than a nine. He fucking fused that He's shit. He's got a fucking skull face mare's leg. But, um, so the whole game, Sephiroth is clearly in the know of Advent of the Future, and you're like, what's going on? And it culminates at the end where you beat the, what the fuck is the boss fight on the road? It's not Airbuster. That's the first one. It's the. On the, the like, on the bike? Yeah. That um, fight. It's like the big trailer. Yeah. So you fight a robot on the roads of, of Midgar, which long ass roads, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> long ass roads. Um, they got those Birmingham, Alabama roads where everything is a <laughs> yep. bridge. Um, honestly, super cool boss fight. I actually liked it. Um, and then you get to the end, and Sephiroth is waiting, and he opens up a portal. The whispers show up and surround Midgar. Because Sephiroth is aggressively not supposed to be here. You can't even see the Shinra Tower because it's just engulfed in a tornado of whispers. And and they maybe kill Wedge. Maybe. <laughs> they I like mean, push him down an elevator shaft. They're literally like, you're supposed to die. Get out. And um, Get out of here. <laughs> and so then you get to a point where it's like, okay, we have to go fight Sephiroth. And you get to this point, which is just Advent Children shit. And then you fight Sephiroth. In like... In this destroyed Midgar... Like, purgatory. (laughs) Yeah. And it... Great boss fight, by the way. I really like this boss fight, especially because your your party can change depending on whose affinity you have the highest. Mine was Tifa and Aerith uh, the first time. This run-through, Tifa Barrett. Got the classic team. Tifa and Barrett always were the first to show up for me. Well, when my first run-through, I was, like, like teetering the edge of Aerith and Tifa because I'm like, I need to see all of it. And then this one, I was just like, Barrett, Tifa, always. Gotta get them. Yep. And, um... It's such, it's a, such a good boss fight. It, it, and this one harkens definitely to Advent Children of how spectacly it is. Yeah, absolutely, with all the big jumps. And then 
So, uh, which granted, well, actually, before that, so that's the Sephiroth fight. Before that, we have the whole the harbinger, harbinger of, of fate. fate, and the three chuckle fucks who are now in these weird bodies and they form Bahamut. This boss fight. So, fun fact is my theory, and the running theory is that this is Sephiroth from the future because uh, Vincent and Avon Children calls Sephiroth Heaven's Dark Harbinger. Yep. And this thing is called the Harbinger of Fate, which is not a thing you're supposed to know. So yeah, basically, you fight Sephiroth, who, and I think Sephiroth makes you believe you can change fate. He lets you defeat fate, so you go, we can change something. Seph, whereas I think Sephiroth is like, no. My, my theory control. is a little bit different. Okay. I think Sephiroth had you defeat fate so that he could do what he wanted. But I don't think he's going to get that without a fight. I think, I think by that point, Sephiroth is in control. And he wants you to think you've won, to think you've done something, so that when the next game comes in, I think he's going to be feeding Cloud. Because remember that ending part, the seven seconds till the end, what will you do? All this stuff is I think he's going to start feeding Cloud information. So Rebirth Cloud will know shit. And the trailer, which you've seen Rebirth's trailer now, right? Uh, have I? Yes. It's the, it's the like, what we've done. It's we where, look. like, him and Sephiroth are, like, homies. Walking. And I'm like, is Sephiroth going to be in the party? So, no. That's the Nibelheim flashback. Oh, shit. In 7. So, you haven't played to this part. There's a point where Cloud tells you what happens in Nibelheim. And you play as Cloud I, I in that spot. Obviously, I know yeah. what happens in Nibelheim. You know what happens in Nibelheim. But, but it's not Cloud in Zack's place. Which, in, that makes sense. Because remember, the unreliable narrator part is Cloud telling you he was there. Tifa yeah. is like... I was That's actually there. not what happened, but she doesn't say anything. She's like, what's going on? And so Tifa's whole thing is she wants to know what Cloud's deal is. Um, but in, in, I think that's how they're going to start Rebirth. I think once you press start, it's going to just be like the, the truck rolling through, and in the back you're going to see Cloud, and then in front of him, Sephiroth sitting there. And new players are like, whoa, what the fuck? I think the way <laughs> that that sequence will end is with the whole, you know, he stabs Cloud through the chest, and then the helmet will come off, and you'll realize why the fuck are there two clouds? Probably, yeah. Um, but that—that that is, I think Sephiroth just knows. And so from this point forward, in the next game, he's gonna be feeding Cloud information of Aerith's death, fully going. You see what happens? You can stop it, and Cloud's gonna fully understand that he, I can change this. I have to, but it's not gonna happen. I think the way you hurt us worse is you give the player that hope that I can save her. I can get her away from this. She can survive. Go meet Zack, be with Cloud, whatever you, you decide at the end, who cares? But she can survive. And then Sephiroth, at, and I think they're going to hit you with where she's supposed to die, she won't die. And then you're, you're and anyone who knows is going to go, fucking, what, whoa. And they're going to be so, and, but then later. Where my th my theory differs from this. Okay. Because there's a wild card in this deck that Sephiroth seemingly has no idea about, and that's Zack. It's also he Genesis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck knows what he's going to be up to? Maybe. Have you seen that Dirge cutscene? The end of the, Dirge? Yeah, where he like picks up Weiss. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we have work to do, but I'm, I don't exist right now. <laughs> I've been dead for 20 years. I, I apparently I got taken to deep ground and I was like I don't want to be a part of this and I cocooned myself. Yeah, I don't fucking fuck know. all that. But but yeah yeah uh, my theory right now because if if Sephiroth knew that Zach was like kicking around he fucking would you know dive through the church window and stab him through the chest. Obviously that has not happened. Nobody knows that Zach is alive. I think Sephiroth thinks <laughs> that he can still kill Aerith. But he's not counting on Zack showing up and whipping his little finboy ass. So, the, I'm I'm with you on the sense that Zack's going to know. But I think, again, how do you make Aerith's death hurt worse? Is Zack sees it. Zack sees well, the Well, that's, that's the thing. I think, I think, I think that's how Rebirth is going to end. In that the what you're supposed to happen happens. Like, the seven stuff happens. And then, like, like the past game, the crazy shit starts happening at the end. And that's when Zack and Cloud meet or Zet or whatever. And we have this moment where Aerith dies. And it's not just Cloud who sees her. It's Zack. It's Tifa. It's everyone who cares about her. The party. Everyone sees her die. 
And for Zack, that could lead into like the most emotionally charged boss fight in the game, where Zack is going to bum rush the fuck out of Sephiroth to be like, fuck you, fuck your shit. I am not letting this go down. And it's like, I worked hard. I, I fought to get back to her. You cannot take her from me. And finding out that, like, nah, he did. And and the next game, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think Cloud will be in his catatonic state where he where he is at the end where after she dies, he is not well. He, he destroys himself. I mean, and, when you think about it, nobody has more beef with Sephiroth than Zack. Yeah. Like, even after his death, Sephiroth just does things that would piss Zack off. So if he finds out about all that shit, he's going all in. I want to know how he's... Because he has to be playable, right? Yeah. At least in some form or factor. So, FF8, for all of its problems, has probably some of the best time travel type shit mechanics ever. So you're, you mainly play as the party of Squall and his crew, right? But constantly, the game will throw you into Laguna's point of view in the past. Laguna's the homie. Yeah, Laguna's great. I love him. And uh, I didn't ha- I-, I did not like playing him in, D- in Dissidia, though. I mean, I, I... I could not figure his kit out I- I didn't for the like life him of me. I first, and then one day it just kind of fucking clicked, and then I was like, Laguna's my fucking guy now. I, I could not get him to work. Uh, 12's boss dude, Gabranth, I think is his name? Yeah, the... Uh, the, the judge. He's the guy. one... Yeah, the ju- he's the judge, yes. Yeah. His character was fucking awesome. I loved his character. Yeah. But um, I think they're going to pull that. Where periodically, like, maybe every... Like, kind of a like Yakuza situation, but it's going to be every, like, maybe three chapters is Cloud, you get one chapter with Zack. Every three chapter with the party, one chapter with Zack, and it's like, it's constantly back and forth, back and forth. Where the remake part of Seven Rebirth will be the Cloud stuff. The new shit with... That we're not like, what the fuck's going on? Zack. Because who knows? Maybe maybe the party goes to Golden Saucer, but oh, we're too late for the show. Oh well, they move on. Zach goes to Golden Saucer, and Jesse's on the screen, and you're like, whoa! And Zach gets all the crazy that's, shit that we're that we the audience go, that's not right. But the party doesn't get that. And that's another thing that I wanted to bring up. Zach beelines it to Midgar, obviously. Um, there's another cloud. Did, did you see that the, the trailer? The plates already fell. Yeah. So people are in the church and they're like, you know, just refugees there. So, so he's Zach, like, so Zach has been pushed forward in time. Yeah, they basically just picked him up on his walk to Midgar and dropped him after the plate fell. Like were, basically from the point that he turns around, the plate is done. There was a point. Someone said that like, what a singularity is, is that a singularity. Everything that happens in the singularity is what happens here. Everything around outside of a singularity will change. So the fact that I think Zack will be the, the, the change point. So I think Cloud and the party will go through seven as it is. We'll see slight differences and go, oh, that's interesting. Zack will be the one who sees the differences, who will see stuff that's out of order. He'll see Jesse at Golden Saucer. He'll see Biggs and team up with him or whatever. He'll meet Cisne again, whatever. I think Biggs and Cisne are likely party members for him. and Hopefully Wedge. Yeah. I I think Jesse won't be. I think because of the singularity, she'll just be alive and be an actress. She has no idea who Avalanche is, none of that. I, I also think, like... You know, Cloud <laughs> Zach, Zach gets a whole ass like uh, girlfriend mechanic because he's like the Playboy guy. So Cisne, Jesse, he meets like other he, girls. He just gets a harem. Yeah, <laughs> Zach gets his harem, and then but then he sees Aerith again and goes, "Fuck these bitches." Be gone, hoes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there, there's also some emotional stuff they could do with Yuffie seeing him because yeah, you know, when Yuffie was a kid, the reason that she became a ninja was because you know, pretty much Zach. I think I think uh, I think the third game is gonna be the most diverged one, but like not by much. I think the most I think the thing that they'll have is maybe Zach is there when he shouldn't be, but like I I think they're gonna end it the same way where Cloud is catatonic and cannot do anything, and it's still Tifa who has to save him. But there's so much potential. This game I think is gonna be drastically longer than the first remake. I mean, it has to. the The fact that it's gonna be way more open too. Yeah, and this the, is gonna be the continent sprawling one. I think the idea that they already have Midgar like figured out and modeled that's going to be if you have if it is how we think it's going to be and it's half the story is cloud half the story is zach zach can just have his run on midgar he's going to find out that sung dropped the fucking plate and he's going to have beef with his old buddy 
you know that'll be a fun fight. Yeah, Song versus Zach, and and we get to see the full extent of Song as a Turk. Yeah, I'm. I think Song's like the the super Turk. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And dude, there, okay, there's just so much so, shit they could do. So there, there's a Turk in Seven named Elena, and you meet her after the plate fall. She's like a new recruit. Mm-hmm. Imagine in this game, it's Elena is just Sisene undercover, and that's their thing where they're like, this is who she is. In this one, and they're like, "This is who she is," and like, n- only Sung knows. Zach is a himbo; he don't, he won't get it. Um, yeah, she's just wearing a wig and <laughs> has the same voice and weapon. And and Zach's like, "Oh, hey, Elena and knows who he is." Yeah, he's like, "Elena, nice to meet you. Never met you before." And Sisney's like, looks at Song like, "Really?" <laughs> Even Song's like, "This kid is retarded." <laughs> but um, yeah, I could definitely see that. I but no I'm with you I think Zach's Zach's portion to me Zach's portion of the game will be the different bit, bits and it will it will have a convergence at the end maybe unless they keep him in regard the, and then the the third game is the convergence bit and then like the the finale is because like I'm, I'm gonna be honest I I, mean, I know it's fan service bullshit if I see Cloud and Zach double team Sephiroth with like a double fucking Omni slash shit I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. It's double octo slashes. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my shit, especially because I. So and that's my thing, right? To me, the final boss of, of of Rebirth should not be Sephiroth again. I think you get your moments with the with the party with Sephiroth and you fight him, sure, but he's not the final boss. The final boss is Genesis. I don't know how he's in, but that's Zack's villain. Yeah, that's the guy that Zack fought. That's the one who Zack had the most beef with, because Genesis. Like was aggressively against what Zach cared for. The and ideals fully were, ruined all of his relationships. And Genesis's Genesis's ideals and Zach's ideals are so different that I think it would work really well. Where if Genesis is this warrior of the planet, Zach's like, I don't give a fuck about the planet. I need to get to Aerith and Cloud. I need to save the day. Like I don't give a fuck if what the planet decides is right. And Genesis is fighting for like get the timeline back together. You're not supposed to be alive. And that would be a really Genesis is like the guy of the whispers. Well, because remember, at the end, he like, that was his thing. He's like, we need to save the planet, or like, we have work to do. Like, he's an agent of the planet. Yeah. And to me, he was so into like Minerva, the goddess, all this shit that he could see it as that, where it's like, I am doing the work of the goddess. And he comes in as like, I have to kill you. And Zach's like, fuck you, do. And they, they, he'd be the final boss fight. And like, it's a big ass, like, I think that would cataclysmic be- final boss fight. Because. Naturally, where my mind goes is like, you know, Zach comes back to Midgar. Nobody that he knows is still there. Maybe a couple of like shopkeepers recognize him. Yeah, because the, Tur- the Turks are out dealing with fucking Cloud and them. Yeah, and when they're not, they're at Shinra Tower, which he obviously cannot go back to. No. He is a fucking fugitive. So I think the natural progression there is Zach joins Avalanche or is just a merc and builds up a reputation with Avalanche. And obviously, he already has you know relationships within the Turks I think Zach builds like the biggest force that they could possibly get to you know help the party you think that's where you get the the Rufus Shinra is like the leader of Avalanche technically I I think that would be a good place to slot that in where it's like Rufus is like this has been my splinter cell because I wanted to find all my dad's enemies and kill them but I have more important things to worry about now like the fucking company and the fact that you and the fact that my dad was killed by a, a assumably dead soldier, which all of you seem to be showing back up again. like And Avalanche, like, they never really find that out, do they? It's not really, at least from what I remember, is, is it's not Avalanche who finds out. It's Shinra and the Turks. And it's like, I, and, and it's, uh, it's implied that Avalanche is dead by the time, like, Seven stuff is really going on because Rufus went out of his way to get rid of them all because you never really see avalanche as a whole in seven yeah but now in remake it's like they're fucking everywhere and they're a force to be reckoned with which you know they're a wild card zach is obviously a wild card in this scenario he's not supposed to be here so if if zach needs help who's he gonna go to he has nobody except for Splinter Cell, who's probably helping with the relief efforts of the Platefall. Exactly, and he meets he meets uh what's the well fucking um the main girl who Yuffie and Sonon meet with the glasses. Uh, I can't remember, but I remember thinking that she was her in and the wrong game. Yeah, her and Blonde Fuck could probably be like, hey, we need help. You look like you could do some damage. Yeah, and you look just like that other guy that was here two days ago. 
I so I would love. Yeah, he's gonna be like, eh, I've seen that sword before, and Zach's like, you have not. It's oh, the one that of a kind. That would actually be really good. They'd be like, oh, I know that sword, and they keep making reference to Cloud, and he would automatically think they're thinking of Angel, Angel, or someone. Yeah, or like him from younger. Like he's like, yeah, like oh yeah, Spiky. Oh yeah, change my hair. He's or they're like spiky haired. Buster sort of like, um, yeah, he's, there's, I got it from another guy. Or he's like trying to figure it out. I would love to if at some point, because I would assume Zach knows where Aerith lives. I mean, he has to. Because like they've because known. They, like, there's a me, lot of off screen stuff where they went on dates. You know, he would help her with a flower cart. If he was picking that can, many flowers, he would have had to go to her house. Imagine. Because he goes to the church first, because he's probably like, that's where he goes to find Aerith's mom. He goes to, and she sees Elmira. Is it Elmira? Yeah. Yeah. And he sees Elmira and Marlene, and like, there's a scene where it's like, where's Aerith? That would she's like, hit. Oh my gosh. God, that would be so good. Bro, I'm so happy. I need this fucking game to come out (laughs) now. I just need any news. I need a new trailer, god They're it. playing this shit as close to the vest as fucking Tears of the Kingdom, but nobody cares about it as much as we do. No, I, I will say this. One thing that I'm giving Square more than, than, than Nintendo right now is Tears of the Kingdom comes out in a month, and I know next to nothing about it. Final Fantasy 16 comes out in June, and I know the battle system, the icon fights, and a general idea of what the story is. I know there's crystals, and that's about <laughs> it. I want to show you some of these trailers after we're done, because, <coughs> dude, that shit is hype. Their their ambition trailer is probably one of the best video game trailers I've seen in a minute. I know that minute. it's pretty heavy on the summon stuff. The summons are are, are the story. Do they so is, is Ef- what what Ef- design does Efrit have? Is he like he, classic Efrit? He, he is like a full like molten demon. He looks satanic. Like because the the one I'll, in fifteen was just like it's just a guy. It's a guy with horns. Yeah, I I do based on the fifteen remake. Efrit, I though. love that. Efrit, God, man. it's so good. I will say their their designs for the summons in sixteen, which I'll show you after this, stellar. S- except Bahamut. Bahamut is a little weird, but Odin looks fucking amazing in sixteen. Hell yeah. Um, and then they just showed off Typhon, which is a seven summon that like we didn't know existed in the game, and we're like, what the fuck, Typhon's here? Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. So that's another summon. Anyway, so that's 16. We'll, we'll get to that at some point. Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll have another one of these for that. We'll play that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring my PS5 over and say, you fucking play it. <laughs> if it drops same day on PC, it is then not. I'll, I'll buy it day one. It's but. not, sadly. They, they're they going to make sure it runs perfectly on PS5, then they're going to do a, PS, a PC release. Well, I mean, with, with how things have been going recently, I know it doesn't take that extremely long to I don't, port things. I wonder how it's much... It's just the licensing that's well, going to fuck us. for them, it's not licensing. It's they haven't made any PC stuff yet. So that's the thing. is It's being made for the P, for the PS5 from the ground up, and they're going to port it, but at the moment, they're making sure it fucking works on PS5 first. But also, it's, and then PC. it's Unreal architecture, so I think the... Well, I don't know. 16 is not Unreal. It looks like it's being run on a modified version of Crystal Tools that the 14 devs know. Because 14 is on Crystal Tools, and they're starting an overhaul where right now, a lot of the key characters in 14 look amazing because they're starting to change the models and starting to make it look like a modern-day MMO, not a MMO from 2010. 14 runs on Steam Deck, so... <laughs> it's playable. I don't know what that means. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> it's probably just that you have to bring up the keyboard to type in chat. I guarantee well, that's and, probably and, it. Uh, and probably a lot of the, like... It's probably like a keyboard hotkey kind of game. Yeah. I don't know if controller support is on PC version, but... I think it is. I, but if it is, I'm running but, 14 on but Steam But with deck. the deck and key bindings for your combos or whatever, you got those back buttons that don't really get used for much, so... I'll figure it out, because I really... I do want to play through, and you can play through Heavensward, which is the 16 team, yeah. uh, for free, so... But, um... Yeah, no, Rebirth needs to come out, and I think... Based on, I think we're gonna get a huge media blowout for Rebirth once 16 is done. I think we're gonna get one more trailer before 16 comes out. I think out, they'll maybe. do like a a presentation because Square Enix has gotten into the habit of doing those. Dude, recently. they just did a fucking full PAX East presentation for 16, which granted is exactly like the live letters they do for 14, where they get in front of an audience, explain what's going on, 
and they they answer questions. They'll they literally put questions on the screen that were said by people with comments and everything, and say, "Well, this is why we did it this way. This is why we did this. All this I, stuff." I like it's it. Fucking when, awesome when game companies do that, and I'm kind of glad that E3 is done for because they they all kind of understand what they need. We to can do, do what we want, yeah, and we can do it how we want to do it. Yeah, I I just think, man, Seven Rebirth cannot come soon enough and i really hope I, I i mentioned this to you off podcast but i hope my 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 weird crackpot theory is that the reason we got crisis core reunion is so that people can understand how zach plays and i think he's going to play like a more powerful stronger version of cloud because yeah. cloud is running off of what he thinks a soldier supposed to be whereas zach knows he is what a, soldier. a soldier zach is a, he is zach is plenty the of first class soldier yeah. also i didn't tell you this crisis core has a buster sword uh like level up system which is pretty much just punisher style in uh remake but for zach i didn't know that, that it's, was a, it's a buster sword affinity system once you get it you can level that bitch up to 100 and once it's level 100 you are doing access damage that shit is insane i'm gonna have to look into that because i didn't even know yeah i forgot to tell you because i'm like it's just one of those things where like i just got used to it i'm like yeah crisis core and i realized well oh, that's not from the first one that's yeah. like not aggressively not from the first one. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's it's cool that it fits in so well. Mm -hmm. I think I really do think that Zach is going to play very similarly to Crisis Core because of this game coming out, and it's already a very similar game. I kind of think that would be better than you know he collects his old friends. Just have it be Zach's by himself. Zach, he doesn't need a fucking party. Zach's the character action, whereas the party is the ATB. Yeah. Well, because I mean, you can play the game like Crisis Core in the sense that if you just use your shortcut commands, it's the same shit. The difference is, is when you're using potions and shit, you can have that be paused. I, I, even if they do that, I would love for them to bring that stupid slot machine back, but have it just be the summon gauge. Yeah. For instead of Any, Zach has summons, summons, Zach has supports. Ooh. Or do it like. Or uh, they just call back to those. Zach's or, in a boss fight with a bunch of dudes, and he's gonna die. Gets a call on his cell phone. Is this the end? I'm trying, fucking, I'm trying. And he's like, you're alive. <laughs> and then Sung just comes in with the chopper and fucks some people up. I would love if uh, if Zach plays like Yuffie does, where he's the playable character, but he gets supports with like the L2 button or whatever, and you can do team up attacks. Like imagine Biggs is like there with like a gun on the side, he's like doing headshots, and Zach comes in to slice him up. And it's like these cool team up attacks, but Zach is the playable character. Just like the fight with Biggs and Wedge, you know, when they go to steal the C4. Yeah. That'd also, great, we didn't talk about it, but like that, the whole Jesse sequence is great. Yeah, just not in the original game, but, and I I fully forgot that because I had played it at that point, and I was like, yeah, this I remember this. <laughs> I just gaslit myself. <laughs> I I loved it because it it felt like seven, and it did so much for the world building. I love too her dad just working in the Mako reactor and then being like, yeah, he got uh, he got Mako poisoning, and you're like, fuck. And the fact that you realize that, like, Cloud technically has that if he wouldn't have, if the soldier shit wouldn't have worked on him. Yep. He just would have died of Mako poisoning, but instead it's like he had, the, I guess, the genes, or, he, or Hojo implanted him with the genes, like the Sephiroth genes or whatever. Yeah. And that's why he's a soldier, technically, because he was compatible. I, there's a lot, dude, and we could honestly do a part two. It's been two hours. <laughs> yeah, we, we should probably cut it. I don't know how much can upload but we can go further i i'm i'm down to doing a, a part two at some point yeah just because there's more we can talk about this game but we love seven remake and i hope you guys liked our rambling conversation because like this this series means a lot to us obviously um, i mean it should mean a lot to you guys too in spirit because this we're, podcast exists we're here because of, because of yeah. that like truly i mean like it it's a long it, it you start going down the like all right we're, we're reaching but like seven remake is the reason we we are friends with matt like it's this it's oh I maybe, mean, maybe not seven, but like you know I, what i mean seven remake kicked all that into ignition yeah if if you and i hadn't been hanging out and talking about remake i probably I wouldn't have, have gone with you to house of india yeah. wouldn't have met matt he wouldn't be on the podcast now we wouldn't have a podcast yeah like all this stuff is because of this game and so like this game will always hold a special place in our heart I've said it before. I want our first merch to be something remake related. Yeah, I, I would really love that. I just, 
I, I've thought about like getting into the 3D modeling thing. Me and Matt have been talking about that, and mm. I was like, "What if we made little printable figures of us in that like Final Fantasy VII like low poly style, low poly like, little style. desk mates?" Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love it. I see. I, you'd have to be the mage, the black mage, somehow. Yeah. I don't know how he, Vincent, I guess, is the black mage of the party, I guess. Vincent or Red 13, maybe. I'd be fine being Barrett. Yeah. Just me with a gun we're, arm. We're not going to blackface you, though. Obviously not. <laughs> I've, I've actually, since the second playthrough, I've been like, maybe I could do a Barrett cosplay. Just like get a vest, get one of those stick-on tattoos, mm-hmm. and then just build a big EVA arm. I, I'm I'm trying to get a cloud cosplay, but it, it didn't. It wasn't going to come by MTAC, so I didn't buy it yet. But a foam buster sword is very plausible. The, the the wig is very plausible, and then the the cosplay I wanted. The thing is, the foam weapons that you're going to see at MTAC, I think you're going to spend a lot of money there. I'm gonna I'm I'm forcing myself unless I see a fucking like. You're gonna see some play arts cot figures that you're gonna be like, I really need that. I my thing with the players, I saw the uh, the Noctis one one time. So the Noctis the, one, I'm not too butthurt because I can get that with but the collector's edition. It's it was the collector's edition but, one pulled but, out of the collector's. But that's edition. the thing is, I but feel the fact that they had that yeah, yeah. regular Noctis and the boys. If I see the whole crew, I'm gonna go in debt. I hope you know that. I like 15 has a lot of problems, but I, one of the problems it doesn't have is how close those that crew is. Like the characters of that game sell it. I'm truly not. Sp- planning on spending that much money i'm i'm hoping to find something from yakuza just so that i can have some yakuza merch i've been thinking about buying the fucking um the figma figures because they have them on ami ami at retail Ooh, and uh that seems like a pretty good fucking deal but um i i would really like a play arts of tifa if i can find yeah i think tifa would be the one i want to get the static arts because like as much as i love the play arts i don't like it when it's like limbs like, yeah, because then it's very aggressive. But like the Garland figure, because it's all armor looks perfect. All the Square Enix like armor figures that they make, I've showed you before. But the Batman that yes. Tetsuya Nomura designed, yes, and the Spider Man, so fucking sick. I cannot. I if I was Nomura in that position, they go, "Hey, we need you to design a Batman figure." I would have been like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like that's insane." I I also like. This is going on a tangent now, but uh, Nomura did the design for Jin in Xenoblade 2. Mm-hmm. Where's that play arts, dude? I would buy the shit out of that. I mean, you Jin can't... is aggressively Nomura though. Like I love, see, I saw him and I went, oh, I know who he painted you, motherfucker. Jin is just, I hate to say this, but he's just Weiss with a mask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also, when I was... I love Jin, by the way. He is... Uh, Torna, especially. I love he's him. He's the best character, he's, too, by far. He's the greatest thing to has. Um, who's this? Who's the, the guy who has a hard-on for him? The black-haired... Other, Mala? Malos. Malos. Yeah. He has the Monado. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... I remember seeing that, and I was like, where the fuck did you get that? <laughs> I, I remember seeing that... When I saw the Monado, I was like, that's not yours. That's aggressively not yours. Where Give the it fuck back. <laughs> I was like, that is shocks. Where did you get it? <laughs> no, Jin though, Jin's my favorite character in that whole series. Like, I think in the whole series. Like, Torna broke me. That fucking sh- story was so good. Yeah, Torna is incredible. Play that. Play Final Fantasy VII. Seven Remake, go play it. It is... It's the most accessible of the Final Fantasy you probably get right now. It's on PS... It's on PlayStation, on PC... Um, and it's then not go on p- Xbox yet, is it? It's probably not going to come out. I think they're pumping them with money to keep that off. Well, I, I don't even think it's that. I think part of it is that I think Sony helped develop these games. Like, I don't think it's like, because like, uh, Yoshi P was talking about 16 and they're like, if PlayStation in- involved, we would not have put this game out when it is out. It would have been another 10 year cycle of shit because the things we want to do with this game are so fucking out there that Sony was like, we can help. So I think I think they're gonna stay on PlayStation because Sony is helping develop these games. I don't think it's just Square. Oh, they paid money for exclusivity. I think they're coming in, going, I'm, "Hey, I'm, do you need some developers? Do you need people to like QA? Like, what do you need?" I'm cool we'll with help. that because now Sony is cool with PC. So yeah, keep pumping them bitches out, Sony. I'm cool with it, and plus it it'll make me use my PS5. Yeah, because <laughs> like I haven't used them for much. It's been God of War Ragnarok and FF7 Remake. It just gives me. 
Steam Deck releases to look forward to. Yeah. Like, like I was saying, uh, Stranger you... Paradise comes out in two days on there. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to play it. But... To be fair, I think it's because that had a fucking Epic Games like, uh, which is the same locked. for Kingdom Hearts. Which I don't know why that hasn't come out on Steam yet. I do not know. I, I don't get it. I don't know what Epic had to pay to get them to do that. I wonder if it's just if it's just Namor because Namor may be too busy with remake and with four that he's just not caring about the other things because that's why cloud hit because they need square needed a cloud title to show off their cloud shit and they're like oh kh people will buy it and it doesn't work yeah uh so who knows i i hope they come to full steam at some point because me too i would they need to be there i would love to be actually to playing those portably there. yeah i'd fucking play rechain of memories portable because fuck you i'm sitting down to do it yeah Fuck that game. I honestly, I still prefer the GBA version. That's what everybody says. Yeah. Look, the fact that you can just cheese that game by just getting Sonic Blade and you win every single card battle. Oh, excuse me, card battle. Sorry, I burped. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's been two hours and fourteen minutes. We're so sorry for the long episode, but this has been a long time coming. Yep. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is probably one of the best games we've played. And if we ever, it's very close to our hearts. If we ever do another like best games of all time list, we'll have another one of these conversations just going, yep, game's great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, stay tuned for when the next one comes out. Because we'll, we're going to, I think we're going to have more of these where it's like, a, I, I want to do, if we have to, even if Matt's not a part of it, if the next Rebirth trailer comes out, I don't care if we have to, we're going to react to it and do like, theory crafting whatever the fuck i want to yeah. get in on that we didn't like, talk about how chocobo bill shows up in the fucking ending of integrate that he does <laughs> i mean there's not much theory to put there because it's fucking chocobo bill but it's yeah. awesome yeah but uh i'm i'm hyped dude rebirth i think it's gonna be great 16 will be great because i guarantee you i'll have a lot to say about 16 um i'm i'm tempering my expectations for that one because i was I would buy every magazine that Final Fantasy 15 was mentioned on mm-hmm. the cover of, and then it came out. I think I think the fact that it's Yoshi P and his team, and I'll show you the trailers and like some of the stuff where it's like you see why I have faith type shit because yeah. like the fact that he can make an MMO that was so dreadfully dead to being the point where it is the reason Final Fantasy has not died is a good thing. And also the only MMO to ever say fuck you to wow. we're full <laughs> yeah holy fuck i for- dude in walker's whole shit i'm not gonna get okay oh, we have to end this podcast uh thank you guys for listening we'll do more final fantasy stuff at some point we've finally done this one and i feel like the train has now left the station where I'm- we are all in on doing more especially i'm glad that we finally got to it before the end of season one yeah uh and yeah thank you guys for listening um follow us on the socials we'll have i think i think it's a part two of the last podcast right yeah we have we have to i don't think we've even uploaded part one yet okay so we need to do that probably soon um we can do that tonight i think we've already edited it okay as long as it's edited we can upload it uh we'll get part one of last week's we did a whole thing about the um which you'll hear it by this point it's the the top animated series of all time it's gonna be a two-parter and then this one will come out maybe we'll make this a two-parter too i don't know but we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But thank you guys for listening. Uh, check the socials. Stay tuned for more FF content. And as always, take it sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>